Welcome to 10Q Interview. This is episode three in our summer advice series brought to you from prolific and proficient content creators around the world. In this week's wonderful episode, you can expect words of wisdom and some great pearls of advice from Dan Knowlton, Jamie Dixon, Joe Bird, and Steve Wright. Now, onto the podcast. Dan Knowlton. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Best piece of advice I've ever received? That is a good question. Or maybe, just to make it a bit easier, I guess, is there a piece of advice that you find that um, you repeatedly tell people? I guess the one that we we live our kind of our marketing mantra is focused on is starting by um, starting a relationship in the right way. So so whether it's creating an advert that's that you're seeing for the first time in your newsfeed for our new product or whatever, or if it's using a piece of content on LinkedIn for the first time or on Facebook or whatever, it's uh, starting that relationship right. And it follows on from our soapbox discussion previously. Yeah. Producing content and marketing in a way that creates a win-win situation for not just you because you're selling stuff, but for your customers. So we focus on producing like advertainment or entertaining advertising and marketing that that ensures that first touch point with a potential customer is a positive one. So rather than if we're trying to sell pens to someone, rather yep. than creating some marketing material that's, hey, look at our pens, they're brilliant. You should buy our pens, they're great. It's thinking like, who is buying this pen? What do they actually give a shit about right now? Okay. What do they talk about with their mates when they hang out? What do they share in their WhatsApp groups? What kind of things do they actually care about? Create content around that um, to, to draw them in before trying to, set, to sell them the pen. And it, it comes down to the kind of general thing of like leading with value first before trying to convince someone to do something. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's how we live our, our marketing mantra is providing value up front before trying to convince someone to buy your pen. Jamie Dixon. Someone came up to you and they said they wanted to write a book. What would you tell them? I would ask them why they want to write a book. And if they, uh, if they said they wanted to um, make Maybe lots of famous. money, yeah, <laughs> I'd tell them, <laughs> uh, don't do that. Go on Udemy. If you want to make a passive income, go on Udemy. Um, uh, but yeah, if you're going to write a book, uh, yeah, I would ask them, why are you writing the book? And I've had, um, I've had a few discussions with friends who are in the process of writing a book or are thinking about writing a book. Uh, one interesting thing that's come out from those discussions is the value of just getting your first book done. Um, okay. Even if it's, it's not going to be the book you base your business on, um, but there's so many barriers to finishing writing a book. It's very easy to sit down and start writing stuff. It's very difficult to then form a logical structure and then decide which ideas stay, which ideas go. And it's even more difficult to get to the launch phase. And then it's even more difficult to market the book. There are so many barriers to overcome in the process of writing a book. So yeah. f I, I, for the first book, just write a bloody book. Don't worry about it. I, just write one, <laughs> get it done. Just a, just a, devil's advocate a little bit so you said there's lots of challenges to writing a book uh barriers to writing a book i think was the phrase you used hmm. has that changed recently and i, and I don't know this because i'm not but like with the sort of the the route of self-publishing so whereas it used to be you know you had to find a book editor and you had to get signed by penguin or whoever it was like 
and I guess there's 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 pros and cons of whichever route one goes down. But to actually go from being a, a non-published to a published writer, theoretically, is it a lot easier to do today than it ever has been before? Theoretically, yeah. Um, but from the people I know, the reality is um, perfectionism is the biggest barrier. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd say that really is the biggest barrier. Um, okay. Because a lot of people, they just... Like, I know some people who have got to a stage where they've written a goddamn book, but they're like, I just want to tweak this bit. I just want to tweak this bit. And I just want to tweak this bit. And they've been doing that for two years. Um, and how, how do they get past that then? I think you just have to accept that it's not up to you to define what a good book is. It's up to your audience. And yeah. if your audience are telling you, oh, it was a good book, I liked it, then um, that's all that matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter what yeah. you think. Um, and also opening yourself up to the reality that people are, well, not everyone is going to like your work. Um, and that that can be quite painful. <laughs> um, you know, do you think that, do you think that fear is, is part of what the masquerading as perfectionism? I think so. Um, yeah, I, I think so. And I, I think as well, having particular standards, which you think are worth holding on to because it's about you and your identity. Um, yeah. but if that's holding you back from actually doing anything, then, well, maybe that's, maybe it's not a part of you you want to keep. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, from the people I, I know. I think that's true of all content creation, not just writing, I think. Yeah, you're not always going to get it right. And I think you have to just get stuff out there, get feedback, refine it. Um, and then yeah. sometimes I've put stuff out there and I've got some negative feedback from people. And I'm like, I'm okay with that because... They just didn't get it <laughs> uh, yeah. or, um, or, you know, I know not everyone was supposed to know that uh, was supposed to like that. Um, so, okay. Um, it's just the reality. Where, where's the line though? Where's the line of, of get, just for the record, I do agree with you. I I've had this conversation numerous times, but where's the line about getting something out there that's not perfect, but then is also potentially substandard. I, mm. you don't want to, damage yourself reputationally you go oh, this jamie dixon what he doesn't know what bloody hell he's talking about yeah like where where's that sort of gray area come in i think it's validation um okay like and i described my research process earlier a lot of it is testing stuff in workshops testing it with clients making sure it sticks making sure they like it making sure they, they'd actually book people to come in and sit in on this workshop um right that to me is validation that, well, and then also not having them complain at the end of the workshop. Um, that to me Asking is validation. for a refund. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty terrible. That would be a big yeah. sign that, okay, I think I need to change something here. But once, once you've got validation from, you know, your target audience, then why, why go and make it even better and never publish it? You could be, you could be benefiting from it and so could they. Um, so yeah. if they validate it, release it. Joe Bird. The next question is around advice you've heard, whether something somebody's told you or whether, you know, in your new kind of role of mentee, mentor and, and coach, what, but what's some of the best advice you've heard? 
best advice I've heard. Um, do you know what? I had a mentor this year, um, amazing creative director from a London agency um, that I found. I am going to mention it for anyone that's looking. It's an organization called Who's Your Mama? And okay. they uh, it's completely voluntary. Um, experienced women in the industry offer mentoring to young women in the industry that need help and support. So I discovered that through LinkedIn. Someone tagged me in it on LinkedIn and I found it and I got a mentor and she's been amazing. Um, Were you looking for a mentor? I was. I put a post out on LinkedIn saying, I'm looking for a mentor. Okay. A bunch of people offered, but then somebody tagged who's your mama and said, you should check this out. And I was okay. like, this is awesome. So really good if anybody, they take people twice a year. So um, Google it if you're interested. But anyways, my mentor, I was giving her, you know, all my problems, work problems, personal problems, everything. It's like <laughs> therapy with a mentor and it shouldn't be, but it is. And she stopped and she just said, Joe, be like water. And when she said it, I was like, how the hell does that help me? Like, you know, as you do, you get your back up and you're like, that's not productive. Help me. Yeah. She was like, just, you need to be like water. And when I took that away and started thinking about it, I was like, I, I totally get that now. Because when there's an obstacle in front of water, it doesn't try charging through it or, you know, it moves around it. It's fluid. It finds a way and it just moves. And I think I'd been giving her so many roadblocks and problems and obstacles that I wasn't seeing actually how you can move and pivot and shape around things and okay. you don't have to walk in a straight line you can you can soften yourself and just change and adapt a little bit and that's a strength that's a good thing so I really love that and I tell people that now because I'm getting a little bit spiritual in my older age, to be honest, oh, yeah, okay. but it's, it, tying into that idea of serendipity and all that conversation, I think we spend so much time worrying and uh, so much time preempting problematic scenarios. There's a whole amount of things that you can't control in life. And you can either get angry about that or you can move around it. And I think I've just decided to let things go a bit easier and to give myself a sense of calm and to just be a bit more fluid and that's as simple as it is simple nothing wrong with simple obviously get you know biggest biggest impact from simple what out of curiosity what what was your reason for looking for a mentor i wanted a mentor because i had been and have been surrounded by lots of men in my okay. role and in my industry so I was looking for a female female mentor, actually. Okay. So I didn't, I think I was quite specific on that. And I don't have that many strong, well, I didn't have that many strong female role models in my life. Um, not because they don't exist. I mean, they're everywhere, but it's, it's kind of hard to find them. Um, yeah. You either look out in your role where you get a great female manager or you, you just don't get that series of events. And I just didn't. And I really craved it because there's so many things in a work-based scenario that you just need to speak to someone like you yep. to just get their get their side of the story and how they would deal with it. And I've got great men in my life, but I, I wanted a strong female that I could look up to. So that was really why. And I wanted okay. to learn from her and, and see her journey. And it was the ambition again coming out of me. I wanted I wanted someone to aspire to. Do you still talk to her now? 
yeah I do um we haven't had a session for a little while I need to book one in with her but um I plan to do that very soon it's great because she's so busy she's an amazing creative director she's very very busy but um it's just for us both to keep on top of but yeah, yeah. I'll be speaking to her soon for sure Steve Wright discoverability was tough but it's gone the other way now where a thousand people will tag prep in a sandwich of their a picture of their blt sandwich and it's like well okay mm -hmm. how do you how do you stand out right i think it's very tricky i mean i mean people starting out uh if they want to get some you know uh commercial work in in their portfolios i always say if there's a charity that is very close to your heart whatever Mm. that either you donate to or or you, you really have some connection with them. Uh, try and find a, a local uh, outlet for that charity and see if you can actually, you know, help them with some, some photography. Uh, if it, it could just be photographing, say, Matt Millens, it could be photographing their coffee morning or whatever or something like that. Yeah. But at least then, rather than just taking a picture of somebody, you know, having, a, you know, a generic, coffee morning you can now actually say actually this was a job i did for you know matt millen's coffee morning and yeah. you know that it, you know if the pictures are good they might use it uh and then that is a way of actually you know gaining some recognition there i think you've probably got to be quite more focused in actually what type of photography you wanted to do whereas before i would say I, i'm a gp type photographer general purpose photographer and that is yeah. what i've covered all my life um, now I'm probably focused a bit more on people. Um, but I think you need to be quite, you know, sure on where your skills are and also pick a pick a field or niche that actually has that uses photography on a regular basis. So, so is that is that what you would tell someone if they came up to you and said they wanted to take up photography? I think so, yes. But I mean, I think photography you can definitely have it as a as a you know that lovely phrase a size hustle for a while mm. to start off with you don't need to go you know all in it's not as you're just going to be opening a you know a camera shop you know in the yeah. high street and say well i'm ready for portraits there's lots you can do um as you know in, in the weekends or you know one day a week to actually you know build up your portfolio confidence your contacts and if yeah. you can do that in line with another job, as I said, when I started, it was um, painting and decorating. That's what paid the the bills <clears throat> back yeah. then. And then the photography, you know, you have that ticking along until you actually do, you know, feel that you can actually, you know, survive just by being a photographer, which is very hard. You know, <laughs> it's not easy. It, you know, everybody it, says, I think any job anybody says is easy, you know. No, yeah. Like, yeah. Even now, after 35 years, I still am actively out there looking for new clients, finding new things. You know, I, I, you, you could sit back in your laurels. I mean, I've got some lovely regular clients that, you know, yeah. it's all fine. But I think that's the thing with photography. Um, I wouldn't say uh, I've reached my. I think uh, if I took a picture 10 years ago, if I took a picture of something, this cup, you say that cup you know every mm. year for 10 years you probably get 10 different pictures of, of the cup because you're just developing your style you can shoot it differently yeah. you know and, and that's a good thing with photography you know i look at a picture and i always think i can do better you know oh i could have done this i could have done that you never reach perfection with um photography 
you, you, there's always room for improvement. And I think that's what has kept me going for 35 years. Because if you okay. were just in the job and the first day you, you, you cracked it and then you're just doing exactly the same thing day in, day out for the next 35 years, that it's just boring, gets then, very it? boring. It's, yeah. it's very good to try and always have something that keeps pushing it. And, and even though you think, yes, that is a great picture that is taken, you think, actually, I could photograph that completely different. I could turn it on its head and photograph it, you know, a completely different way rather than the way I have photographed it. Thank you for tuning in, folks. I hope you got some value out of that. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribed everywhere you may watch or listen to this. And if you think of someone who would get some real insight or some value out of also checking it out make sure you share it with them take care of yourselves